Please pray, come Holy Spirit, with me three times. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, as we gather here today, the three words that are on my mind are the word witness, are the word partnership, and the word history. Please calm our minds and calm our hearts to know that you are happy that we are here and you have a plan for our lives. <coughs> we make all these prayers in the most holy and sacred name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. So 10 years ago, just about 10 years ago, around this time, I was a junior playing baseball at Upper Iowa University. And it was a hard year for me because the year before that, I felt called to be a Catholic priest. And the Lord was flipping my world upside down. And I was literally freaking out because I didn't know the Lord that well. And I didn't know how he was calling me to be with him. But I knew that he had a plan and he was calling me to discern this call. And we hear in our gospel reading today about these valleys. And we hear about these mountains and these widening roads and these rough roads and sometimes you can think of like we've been, or maybe you are, in these low, low places. Or maybe you're looking up and there's like, there's no way I could ever get up that mountain. Or through our sins, we've created all these winding roads. We have, we have bad habits. We have bad addictions. We do things we know are not right, but we do them anyways. Or we're just straight up avoiding the Lord, and it's causing rough friction in our lives. And for me, during my junior year, all I knew was baseball. School was kind of an afterthought. I did it because I could play baseball. And as I was discerning this call to the priesthood, and I was just kind of freaking out, one thing that the Lord did for me is he provided a friend along the way. He provided a friend along the way, and this friend is actually somebody you all know. Because I was in, at Upper Iowa University, and I was just looking for someone to talk to about this call that was now on my heart. So I would go up to Decorah, and I would talk to this priest named Father Phil Gibbs. And he would listen to me ramble with all these questions and all this confusion, talk, telling about these deep, dark valleys that I've made for myself. <coughs> talking about this call to the priesthood, how in the world could I ever do that with a sinner like me? And talking about these winding roads, these just dumb, moronic, deeply sinful things I've done. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll listen. And he listened. And shortly after that, I hit some spiritual warfare. And sometimes when we're really discerning the Lord's will, and we stop saying, all right, Lord, I'm not going to do it my way. I'm actually going to listen to the Our Father, and thy will be done, right? So it's not my will. <laughs> so I said, all right, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to try. Told my family that I was thinking of being a priest. And just shortly after that, I found myself in Mercy Hospital with a collapsed lung. And I found out that what the Lord does for us is, he's, is it, no matter what dark place you might be in, or whether what mountaintop you think what the, what the Lord might be calling you to or what winding roads, he's always going to provide, to provide someone to be a friend, to partner with you, to know that you're not alone. Because in America, we love our individuality. <coughs> We love our individual rights. We love doing it my way, me, myself, and I all the time. But when it's thy will, it's not about what I want anymore. And that can be painful. That death to self can be extremely painful. And sometimes the Lord has to humble us. And for me, I know for a fact he had to humble me because I was so prideful. I thought I was better than other people. 
And the Lord called me, and he had and just to speak to my heart, to bring me to this desert place, to speak to me just like he spoke to John the Baptist in our gospel reading today. He had to humble me and bring me to a hospital room just to speak to my heart, to tell, tell me about this deep, dark valley that I was digging myself in. He's like, you don't want to go there. Or this mountain that I was saying, he was saying, trust me, read the Gospels, read the Old Testament. You can really do this. It's full of sinners just like you and me. And to think of the winding roads that we've all created. And maybe you're thinking, there's no way the Lord could help me through that. And I guarantee you he can. Because by the power of his cross and resurrection, all of our sins, all of our darkness, he can shed light into that. He can help us find a way out. So the word partner, partnership. The Lord is going to provide somebody for you. And maybe he is already, and maybe we need to thank them for that. So for me, it was Father Phil Gibbs. At the same time, my brother Nathan, who lives in Dubuque, who's a member here, which is the reason why I'm here, baptized his, his son last night. He went, he went to UD, and then he would go to Mass at Loris College, and he ran into this priest named Father Haugen. And he, would, he just really liked his preaching style, and I, as we were both journeying, we were both in dark spots. His marriage was struggling. My call to the priesthood, it was just kind of, everything was kind of coming to the surface. All of my insecurities were coming to the surface. And I would, we'd call, we'd talk to each other, and we were asking, how are you growing in your faith? Which was not a normal conversation for us. But we were just seeing that what, what the world was offering was leaving us depressed. We were seeing what the world was offering wasn't le- making us happy. I mean, joy is probably the best sign of being on fire and in love with Jesus. And being a grump, <laughs> we were both grumpy. We weren't happy. And he talked, I said, well, how are you growing in your faith? And he said, tonight at Mass, Father said something that I'll never forget. And he said, he called us out for leaving early after, after communion, which is a sacrilege. And he said, Father just presented it to us this way. And he said, if I invited you over for a meal, and I cooked the meal, and I provided, and I, cl- I cleaned my house to have you all over for a meal, and as soon as you were done, and you left, it's extremely disrespectful. He said, wouldn't you want to continue the conversation and say, thank you for giving me a meal. Thank you for cooking for me. Thank you for providing. Because at this altar, we receive the spiritual food to get through those valleys, to climb those mountains, to straighten out those winding roads. And we receive the body and blood of Jesus. It's not just a wafer, which is what I thought it was my whole life. And my, when I felt called to the priesthood, I just knew somehow that it's, it's Jesus Christ on this altar, his body and blood that we receive. And maybe to make those winding roads straight or to make those valleys filled for you or those mountains to come down, Advent's a great time to go to confession. It's a great time to come to the Lord and watch him not only forgive all your sins, but also forget all your sins. So you can start over anew. The sacrament of confession might be one of the most neglected sacraments that we have to keep us on that straight and narrow path. So my encouragement would be to do that. Witnessing. St. Paul says in our gospel reading today, God is my witness. And just listen to his heart. (laughs) He's got such a beautiful heart. He says, God is my witness how I long for all of you, which is all of you sitting in the pews right now, with the affection of Christ Jesus. (coughs) Which the affection of Christ Jesus is seen on the cross. Someone who would have died for you if you were the only person on earth. And until we get that divine fact to sink from our mind to our hearts, everything we do here is pointless. 
So I'm going to say it again. The affection of Jesus is seen on the cross that if you were the only person on earth, he would have died for you. That's how much he loves you. Isn't that beautiful? And just listen to St. Paul. He says, and this is my prayer, that your love may increase evermore and more in the knowledge and every kind of perception discern what is of value. What is of value? It's ultimately God's will. It's friendship. It's fellowship. So that you may be pure and blameless. I think he's just straight up calling us to go to confession sometimes. And to be blameless for the day of Christ. So when the Lord comes, and we don't know if it's when we die or the second coming, when he comes, we'll recognize him. We won't run away from him. We'll actually run towards him because he's so good to us. Witness. What is your witness? How do you know the Lord Jesus, not just in your head, but in your heart? And are you sharing that with others? Lastly, the word is history has been on my mind. I think a lot of times we think 2,000 years is a long time ago, and we wonder, how in the world could Jesus have anything to do with me? 2,000 years ago? That's so long. The world is 4 billion years old. Dinosaurs roamed the earth 65 million years ago. And Jesus came 2,000 years ago. And he entered into our history. He entered into the world's history. We have all these strange names. Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, Philip, right? And they go to places like Trachonitis and Lysanias, if I could pronounce that word. Talks about the priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. These people that were literally in our world just 2,000 years ago. And Jesus came into that just 2,000 years ago. Not 4 billion years ago, but 65 million, not 65 million years ago, but 2,000 years ago. It's not that long ago. This, this church hasn't even been here 100 years, right? We have to keep things in perspective. And when a, a Roman <laughs> Caesar would come into the world, he would literally do what we hear in our gospel. He would find out what the, what the mountains were that he wanted to plow down and break down, any valleys he would fill, any crooked roads he had made straight to say, I am the king, and you're all going to bow down to me. Yet our God wants to take down all of those mountains and fill all of those valleys and find all those winding roads and those rough roads, not just on earth, but into your heart. And he wants you to know that you're loved. And he wants you to share that goodness. But until we get that to go from our head to our heart again, everything seems to just not make sense. So in this Mass, we can talk about a lot of things, but it ultimately comes down to the Lord wants to change your life. If you're hopeless right now, he's like, let me give you hope. If you're faithless right now, he says, let me increase your faith. If you have no joy, he says, I will give you joy. But the only thing I have to be straight up honest with you is to know that it's not an easy road. The road of the cross is extremely difficult. As John Wayne says, Christianity is not for sissies. It's tough, but we need fellowship. We need people to be there with us in those dark valleys, in those mountains, right? In those winding roads and know that we're not alone. A lot of us have a lot of the same struggles in this room, and we think, we think we're the only person. It's a lie. <laughs> and the Lord is telling a lot of us, he's telling a lot of us, just say these two words more often. Say these two words. Help me. Help me. 
So be not afraid to come forward down this aisle and to receive the body and blood of Jesus and offer yourselves on this altar. <coughs> Romans 12:1 says, Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice as you are. And to place ourselves and ask the Lord to literally bless the hell out of our intentions. And to consider knowing that this is the meal of all meals. This is a heavenly banquet. And to consider not, receive, not leaving so quickly after communion out of thanksgiving for what he, he's doing for us at this Mass. I thank you for allowing me to be here with you at this Mass. Please continue to pray for one another, but to know that the Lord is asking, what is your witness? What is your witness? Who are those partners that you have in this parish or in your parish family community that are helping you through, or are you being called to help somebody? But also to know that the Lord entered into history of the world, but he wants to literally enter into your history at this Mass, right here and right now.